New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey guys, this is Pastor Brady. I'm excited to be able to do this uh this morning's podcast. We're in uh, the book of Exodus. We're in Exodus chapter 5 today, starting in verse 1. And so it is so exciting to me just to hear how many of you are following with us along on this podcast as you're studying God's Word uh, together. I think it's going to be something that's really going to just continue to make a difference in the life of our church as daily we just get into His Word together. So I'm excited to read from uh, Exodus chapter 5 today. And we pick up in verse 1. It's it's interesting. This begins a real showdown uh, between Moses and Pharaoh. And we're going to follow this out really for the next couple of chapters. But what's really important is God has given Moses a clear call and a clear command to go and speak on behalf of the children of Israel to Pharaoh, the most powerful man in the known world at that time, and ask Pharaoh to really release the people. And that's what that's what Moses is. Moses is uh, this this great leader who's going to come and set these captives free. It's really foreshadowing ultimately what Jesus is going to do for us. But what's fascinating to me is Moses is an 80-year-old man when we pick up in Exodus chapter 5. And so I uh, just had my 50th birthday not too long ago. And, and there's something that kind of happens in our life, I think, was as we age. And some of you, obviously, you're all at different ages as you're listening to this. But sometimes I'm prone to really believe that Maybe the most productive years of my life are even behind me. And it encourages me to know that the most productive uh, years in Moses' life, uh, it didn't really begin until he was an 80-year-old man and what God had, had really prepared him for. Now he steps into this defining moment. And so as we pick up in chapter chapter 5, it's right on the heels of Moses speaking to the elders at the close of chapter 4, the elders of Israel, and telling them what he's come to do and that God had sent him to to speak to Pharaoh for their release. And that encouraged the elders of Israel because they were reminded and that God was listening, that God heard them in the midst of their captivity, and that Moses was God's man. He performs a, a miracle and a sign before the people, and so they they believe that God has finally heard them, and He's raised up this deliverer in Moses. So, the point is, Exodus chapter four really closes on this really this high note that God's in charge, God's going to do something, and Moses and Aaron have got some confidence. Now they speak to the elders of Israel, and and the people see Moses and believe Moses as God's man. So he is now ready to head to Pharaoh when we pick up and in Exodus chapter 5, and and maybe he's just got a little swagger, a little confidence about him, but that's about to dissipate pretty quickly. Afterwards, it said in verse 1 of Exodus chapter 5, verse 1, afterwards Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel said, let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. Now, I'm not so sure if Moses, right on the heels of what happened at the close of chapter 4, was just expecting Pharaoh to say, Cool. Yeah, whatever you guys need, just uh, go ahead, head out and do that. And and so there was going to be a real battle that was going to ensue. But sometimes I, I think we have uh, a little bit of confidence. And sometimes on the heels of a great spiritual victory, we're really kind of poised for a spiritual defeat because we're not as dependent upon the Lord. And, and I'm, I'm, 
I'm not exactly sure that that isn't what's happening a little bit here. Verse 2, Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. Uh, verse 2 is a powerful passage. I mean, here's what this pagan man, this is this king of Egypt, this is what Pharaoh said. He says, I don't know the Lord. Who is the Lord? In other words, he's really saying, I don't, I don't believe in your God. Uh, Pharaoh uh, is the Lord of his own life. He he would have seen the God of the Israelites as as weak, and and he's in no need of of a God like that. And so you see the arrogance of this lost man. You see just the the depth of sin in this lost man and Pharaoh. But it it just shows us that this battle God's going to reveal Himself to Pharaoh over time. But it doesn't happen overnight. Verse three. Then they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a three-day journey uh, into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, or he may strike us with plagues or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said to Moses and Aaron, Why are you taking the people away from their labor? Get back to your work. Uh, This isn't going the way perhaps Moses and, and Aaron thought. Verse 5, then Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are now numerous and you are stopping them from working. You see, that's really all Pharaoh can think about. It's a very self-absorbed man and he sees uh, he sees Moses and Aaron as a real threat to what he's doing and building his kingdom. And I think there's some really interesting takeaways here as we kind of get a better understanding of lost men and lost women, perhaps. They always see God as a threat. Uh, the truth of the matter is, if Pharaoh would have acquiesced here, if he would have repented and he would have uh, let Moses and Aaron uh, take the children of Israel away, it would have saved him so much pain, uh, but he doesn't do it. Verse 6, that same day Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That is why you are crying out. Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make the work harder for the people so that they will keep working and pay no attention to these lies. Now, a couple things are happening here. Obviously, uh, things aren't going the way Moses and Aaron had hoped they would go uh, here at first. That doesn't mean that God's through. God's at work here. But it gets harder on the children of Israel because Pharaoh makes this order that uh, instead of the Egyptians providing straw, which would have been an ingredient in these bricks that they were making, he says, let them go out and gather their own straw. And so they had to go out and get the supplies uh, that they needed, and they scour the countryside to get this straw, but they still have to produce as many bricks as they were doing before. So this, this makes their work much harder. So at first, here comes Moses and Aaron, and they walk in, and, and they're going to save the day, and things don't go the way they thought they would go. In fact, things get worse before they get better. Now, we know how this story goes, or uh, certainly if you've already read through the book of Exodus previously uh, in your Bible study or have heard some of this story, you, you know how this story goes. Uh, but many times in life when we start out serving the Lord or wanting to be used of the Lord and things don't go the way that we thought they should and, and we have a defeat uh, we're very prone to, to give up. I know that's true of me in my life. I'm just, I'm just working through this. Even in my own life, there was a, 
a ministry opportunity that I was trying to help some folks out with in another town, another church. And, and you know what, I, I went in and things just didn't go exactly the way I thought they would. And, you know, I'm just prone to kind of give up in the midst of that. And this story really reminds me that, you know what, God's at work. God's faithful. He's called me to this work. And so I don't want to give up and miss out on what God's doing. And I want that to really encourage you uh, today in your own life. You know, Moses and Aaron were engaged in the battle of their life. They were engaged in really the redemption and the release and the exodus of God's covenant people. And Pharaoh is not going to go down without a fight. And and so we see that. It really gives us a picture of the spiritual struggle that, that we're in in our life. And so you know, when Pharaoh asked the question, who, who is the Lord, right at the beginning, this is really a battle of, of lordship. And so this is a difficult battle. And so God's going God's gonna to reveal himself to Pharaoh. It's going to take some time, but God's going to reveal himself to Pharaoh. And so I wonder, maybe even in your own life, you have maybe a family member, friend, co-worker who's not a follower of Christ. You definitely want to see them come to faith in Christ. And and so just understanding that this many times is going to be something that takes some time, but God's going to reveal it. So don't give up. When things go uh, really not your way, in fact, maybe they even get worse, don't give up. God's not through yet. And I'm, I'm thankful that Moses and Aaron didn't just give up too quickly. And so what's one of the things, as we close out this morning, what's one of the things that can kind of keep you in the fight when things don't go your way? When you're serving the Lord or doing what God's calling you to do, but things just don't look like they're going your way. One of the things I think is important is to remember the faithfulness of God in the past. You know, as we've been studying through the book of Exodus, you know, Moses had seen God do some amazing things. He saw the Lord just show up in this burning bush in the desert, and he saw God move in an undeniable way. And then God begins to speak to him, tell him what he's calling him to do. And God performs miracle after miracle for for Moses, from really turning his hand leprous and then back again to clean his staff turned into a snake and then back and so he knows that God's at work and God's moving and I really believe what God had done in the past really anchors him in the difficult moments that he's facing with Pharaoh so here's the thing I would say to you has God been faithful in your past when we're in a difficult moment and we're prone to give up, I think that's one of the things we have to do is we have to look back on the faithfulness of the Lord. You know, if God's been faithful in our past, He's going to be faithful in the future because the Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so maybe you're going through a difficult stretch and you're wondering, God, where are you? It doesn't seem like you're you're working in the midst of this and you're prone to kind of give up, maybe on your ministry, on your calling, uh, the service that God's called you to do, or just praying for and, and ministering to a family member that doesn't know the Lord. We're just prone to give up that fight instead of remembering that God's been faithful in the past. He's going to be faithful in the future and let that encourage you uh, in your present. I hope that's an encouragement to you today and I look forward to being with you tomorrow as we finish up Exodus chapter 5. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.